When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is the All-City All-NFL podcast, That Man Baldy. I'm Cuz. It's Brian Baldinger, Anthony Gargano, and we are live. It is Super Wednesday. Yes. Here at Media Row. Halfway through. Halfway through the week. Las Vegas. Yeah. you, You feel... The energy, everything's picked up. I mean, the former yes. players, the celebrities, the players, we've got a bunch of them on the There's show today. There's been a million of them today. Yeah. A million guys walking around. We'll get into quarterbacks. We're going to talk to Bill's Mafia. We have a message to Bill's Mafia from Deion Dawkins. We'll talk quarterbacks with Rich Gannon and, of course, our man, our, our insider correspondent. Yeah. Raider. Yeah. Max Crosby. The Condor. Max Crosby is going to join us today. Um, Fresh off uh, thumb surgery, but making the rounds today. Couldn't wait to uh, stop and talk to both of us. So uh, we love having Max on because he's just, he's one of us. He's our guy. He's part of our, part of our broadcast. He's a meat locker. Yes. Yeah. um, So before we even start this stuff, all right, I got to tell you what just happened. So Carrot Top, the comedian comes over. Mm -hmm. And he's enamored with Baldy, right? He's a big football fan. Mm -hmm. So he's like, Baldy. (laughs) And now he's got, like, his pink hair and, you know, all carrot topped up, right? So Baldy's looking at him like, what's up? You got no idea. No idea. Who is it? Like, who are we talking to? Like, is is this a – I didn't know if it was a celebrity, if he was a fan. I I had no idea. Like, I know who Carrot Top is, but I've never really – I haven't seen him in 20 years. Right, right. So he does. In fact, he's working the Luxor. Yeah, right right next door. He's here every night. In fact, he he invited uh, invited us out to go see one of his shows. So he's a degenerate football fan. Loves it. Loves football. So, in fact, he was telling the story about Gruden using Carrot Top as an audible. Yeah. As an audible. And so he confronted him, like, was that me you were talking to? And Gruden told him what? He said, yeah. He goes, I was looking for something crazy, stupid. <laughs> so he named Carrot Top. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, that's a personal affront. Crazy and stupid. But that's kind of what his act is. <laughs> he loved it. He, told, he was like, yeah. yeah, whatever. Forget about it. It was fantastic. And then uh, he said, look, but my audible worked four or five times. Okay. Well, I mean, look, anything Success. that can give the Raiders an advantage. This is when Derek Carr was the quarterback. So it's going back a little bit. Yeah, classic. Absolutely classic. All right. Uh, Baldy and I are here. We want to thank our sponsors, of course, and uh, Prize Picks, Daily Fantasy Sports. Made easy. Use the promo code all NFL for your first deposit match up to $100 and factor meal kits. That's right. Meal delivery kits that take the stress out of meal prep and planning factor. Use code all NFL 50. You get 50% off your first order. All right. L- let's get into it, Baldy. Yeah. Because I, I want to start with the Bills Mafia. Okay. And uh, we're going to get to Dion in, in just a second. 
But what was interesting about what Dion said mm -hmm. is that Dion said the difference really is the Chiefs. Yes. He's like, because, you know, who, who better to talk Kansas City than the team that keeps knocking them out of the playoffs? I mean, and, you know, you'll hear him say it, but he talked about Mahomes, he talked about Andy, he talked about Spags, which is kind of like the Holy Trinity. Yes. Right? And, one of, you know, and, and, and a big part of all the wagering that's going on, like how do you go against that Trinity right there? And it's interesting because you get a guy like him, you know, at home, and it's like, what's the difference between, and I want to ask you, and we'll, we'll hear from Dion momentarily, but I want to ask you, like, what is the deal? Like, what, when you, you know, analyze it and break it down the way you do, what is the difference? What, what is that thing that the Chiefs have that makes them here now, again? I, I, I can say it in one word, and it's the belief. It's an inner belief that no matter what the predicament of the game, what they have to do to win the game, they, they, it's, it's going to happen. They're going to make it happen. And I feel like, and not that Buffalo can't do that, and they don't have the players, Josh Allen, Deion Dawkins, James Cook. They, they have guys that can do that. But at the end of the game, the Chiefs have this belief. I mean, going back to the playoff overtime loss by Buffalo two years ago when there's 13 seconds left in the game no. and the Chiefs ran two plays, got in field goal range to kick the field goal to send it into overtime to win it in overtime. There's just this belief that no matter what the situation, how much time is on the clock, that they're going to do it. It's, it's, um, it's amazing. And that's kind of what Buffalo is, is striving for. Yeah. Right? It's Look, it's it's hard to get, man, man. It's it's elusive, but they're close. They're close, yes. and I think that's Dion's biggest message. So, enjoy Bills Mafia, especially you guys. Enjoy Dion Dawkins. Still there? But, still there, Doc? But I'm one real enough to tell them that reality will come. Yeah. If y'all motherfuckers don't. Yeah. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Whatever it's supposed to be, let's get it done. Let's fucking get it done. Yeah. You know, like, it ain't about keeping... What's missing? Can I get... Go ahead. Go ahead. Joining us right now needs no further introduction. Straight out of Rahway, New Jersey. Are you kidding me? Via Temple University. Left tackle and the Pro Bowl left tackle for the Buffalo Bills is Deion Dawkins. A second time, second time right into... The all football podcast right here. Man. Yeah, Doc, I love it here. How you feeling, man? I feel good. Body is uh is still recalibrating, but uh, I feel good. Been been running around since the season has ended, but uh, it's good that I'm busy because it's keeping my mind off of you know the ending of, of the season. That game, yeah. You know, it's a little bit of haunting. Shoot, it is very haunting. Losing late in any season is haunting. But not to say this to make it any better. There's only one team that's happy every year. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, it just sucks that we're not the one that's happy these following years. But it'll come. It's the, I always thought this, Doc, when you get bounced from the playoffs, however it happens, whenever it happens, it's just the finality of right. it. It's just so empty. Right. It's always an empty feeling. If you don't hoist the, the prize. Right. It is very empty. Um, I think what, what hurts more is losing home makes it even more empty. But, set up. but uh, you know, like, I'm glad that we went through everything that we went through. I know that you guys hear it, but it makes you stronger. And 
we're getting stronger slowly and slowly and slowly and sometimes even at points faster and faster and faster but we're getting stronger and the knowledge is there for us to put this thing together and uh i have my chips in our in our in our corner the, the, the season's a long season yeah at one point you were five and five and you were like you know certain coaches had to go some changes were made was there still a deep belief at five and five that you were could represent the AFC? The belief was was always there. It was never even a doubt yeah. at any point. It was That's never great. even a doubt, and we did that. Mm -hmm. We did that. Yep. Uh, it was never a doubt. We turned our team into a different mode like it was just a different engine a different a different unit like we started running that ball mm -hmm. like we've never ran it we started slinging the ball like we've never slung it Josh started becoming Josh like he's never be been or that he wasn't showing and then he was showing or whatever you might think it is but uh, every as special teams every aspect of football we started doing together the right way and we went on an undefeated stretch until that stretch came to an end yeah, well, that's just the, you're talking about growth-wise, right? Like, you ran the ball, and you ran it, and you told them we're running it down your throat. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you were the primary figure right. running that ball. And, and it felt like it changed the whole mindset of, that, of your squad. Yeah. Um, as a big guy, as a lineman, the coaches told us, but as a player, we understand that to be able to have a chance to even go as far as we did, you have to be able to run to win. You have to be able to throw to win. And you have to be able to be good enough on special teams to make a play to put us in position to win. And we showed that. And I am nothing but happy that we did. It was super fun. I'm biased because we ran that, that tackle pull over and over and over and over again. And me and Spencer and our pulling guards, we got to show the That's world. That's real football, Doc. That's that real football. It's real good. You know what's funny ball. about that? Like when you start running the ball down somebody's throat, I don't yeah. care what the team is. Right. I don't care. Nothing breaks down a defense faster than when you're stuffing the ball down their throat. What you did to Dallas, like you yeah. could you could hear it right now, echo in your head. <laughs> what what they were all saying in that game. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you, man. Yeah. Like, you're a better feeling, Look at that Because you know what? That's how you break uh, a team's sword. Yeah. That's how you break it. We did that. Uh, that that Dallas game, we really put it together. Yeah. And um, you're right. It was a it was a beautiful feeling. We definitely exerted our dominance and our physicality in the run game, which which put us to a different mode for that next game, which put us on a different mode to the next game and the next one, next one. So everything clicks in the right Rubik's cube way. Was it, was it that Eagles game that kind of that was started? Yes, that Eagles game, and I tell everybody, the Eagles game put us in the light that we needed. Even though that we lost that game, but that was the game that did not feel like a loss. Mm -hmm. It felt like, okay, all of our gears are in the right direction, and we went toe-to-toe -to -toe and had a blip of a chance to win. 59-yard field goal. Against yeah. the reigning Super Bowl right chance. Amazing, MVPs though. Yeah. In, in life, dog, not just football, but in life. Life can change in an instant. Yeah. Like, you you go right back to that game in Philly, back home, right where you played your college football, and you knew, even though you lost the game, like, we're, we're here. Right. This is it. This is who we are. Yeah. And you're right, because a couple of us actually felt the whole 360, me and Tyler, 
because Tyler played at Temple with mm -hmm. me, and we yeah. felt it. And when we went into that stadium, when we did what and we did, it was a, it was a, it was a heart filling moment that I'm thankful for. Mm. We're here at the Super Bowl. What is it with? What does Kansas City have? Like you guys are so close, obviously. What is it that what they have? Got Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. Shoot, they got Ed Reed, right? Andy Reid, sorry. They got Andy Reid. Uh, they have a great team, a great organization, and you, you, you can't even fake it. Like, I, I wish that I could lie and say they don't have nothing that we don't have, or, <laughs> right. but they obviously do. Yeah. Like, they, they obviously do, and I respect it, and I'm true enough to say it. But you know, like, you keep but you have beat. Yeah, I got but to. here's the thing, though, dog. You've gone and beaten them in a the regular season. Yeah. You beat them in a the regular season. You went to Kansas City and beat them. In, in you know in the regular season mm -hmm. is the game does it feel different heck yeah in the postseason absolutely i don't know what i don't know what he does I don't know what he does or what he drinks <laughs> or what he eats see that look, see that look. <laughs> i don't know what what it is but but they do it and uh it's cool they have one guy on their defense in chris jones you've had to go up against him everybody he's a piano man you line up on anyone I feel like what is it about his power that looks different than other guys at that position? Because you might not think that he's doing what he's doing when he's doing it. Because he's gaining ground he's, as he's slapping. He's gaining ground and, like, kind <laughs> like of dancing with you. Like, I'm like, and you Yo, think you're in good shape. You think that you're in good shape, and all of a sudden he's like, <laughs> all right, and he's past you. So yeah. uh, he's just one of those big, massive guys that – you don't know what's happening until it happens. <laughs> until it happens. So yeah. I rock I with that. him, yo. Like, CJ, like, I enjoy playing against those yeah. guys. I enjoy playing against the best. The best. I enjoy playing against the best. Yeah. Because I've been underrated for a long time. Yeah. And, like, the time has changed now. Like, like, and I am thankful and blessed that now, even playing in these games, Chris Jones comes up to me yeah. and he's like, Dion. I appreciate you, and I enjoy cool. battling against you. Oh man, that's cool. And, 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 that's, and that's, that's ball. Great, so, so, so that shows that, that our team and our players and people at that organization is growing, and they're growing, and they're growing, and they're growing, and we're getting better. Yeah. And uh, soon, you know, I'm gonna be the best left tackle in the league. And there's just a couple little whatever you want to call it, but it's close to it, man. It's close to it, and I'm thankful to be blessed and to be in the lane that I'm the, in. The, the guy that's considered the best is trying to win his first set. He's trying to win his first Super Bowl. Trent, 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 Trent. So he's been out a long time. Long, long time. time. Yeah. And, you know, you watch, everybody studies him. Yeah. Because you see things on the backside, the, how he slaps the head down, like all those backside blocks. Like, the, he's got his own style. You know, he's talented, obviously. But, he's got, but, like, they don't just give these awards and these trophies. You know, you got to go. You got to be on the right team. Everything's got to come together. Right. You know, and so I think Trent's like, okay, they're not going to give it to me. We got to win this thing as a team. It's still like that. Right. I have a question for you, or I have a some words I want to ask both of y'all. Do y'all think that it's messed up, right? That Trent Williams can be the best athlete on the field, 99 overall in Madden, grades out the highest in everything, does everything to the highest that they could possibly be, but still never have a chance to win an MVP. Yeah, it's 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 twisted, because the best player should be the best player. Like I've said, I, I remember when Larry Allen was playing in the league, and I said he's the best player in the league. Right. When Walter Jones was in the league, I said he was the best player in the league. Right. Because the thing is, is that all anybody ever says 
about a left tackle right. is, because here's the deal, Dahl can have 65 great plays, 65 double-double plus-plus, and he gives up one sack else everybody talks about. And that's what he thinks about all night is that one sack. And, and the, the reverse is, if you're an end and you do nothing all game and you get one sack, yeah. oh, he had a good game. No, right. but, but, the, but the point of what I'm trying to make is the level of consistency that a guy like Trent Williams plays with. Yeah. Quarterbacks make more mistakes than that. Yeah. You know, receivers drop more past that. We're talking about a level of consistency where you go weeks without getting beat. Yeah. Like, that's, that's greatness. And for a team, every team is different, too. Just so you know, every team is different. Like, not to say nothing about these other teams, but when you have a team like the Bills, when before of how it was towards the end, your pass protecting the entire game more than running. Sure. So sure. we're talking about 70, 80 yep. pass plays to yep. run. Yep. So you really think of that and then being con consistent enough to never have nothing happen to your quarterback. And that's why you're on your way, man. I just think that that's the big boys need something. They need love. They need something. Yeah. Trent needs something on his 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 counter, please. Yeah. Like, cause he changed the game. He needs yeah. something. Yeah. Like, but like there should be like trench, trench, like, like trench warrior of the game award or yeah. something. I love trench, this, this, come this, on. Like bully. something. No, but I got remember one time I was out of training camp when he was in Washington. And I'm just watching one-on-ones. Like, he refused to be beat in any drill. In any drill, dog. Like, and, but then the way that he, how quickly he would win, and it was a different way. Sometimes he'd just stone you. Sometimes he'd dance with you. Yep. Sometimes he'd just slap you. Yep. Like, he, he didn't get beat. The, the mentality, I'm not getting beat on Wednesday in training camp, I'm not getting beat on Sunday. Well, it should be the trench monster. I mean, you should get the trench monster all the time. Last thing, my brother... What do you say to Bill's Mafia? I say keep believing. Uh, they will. Keep keep praying, keep having and your faith because um, as long as I'm there, as long as Josh is there, as long as McDermott is there, as long as our ship is, is right there, even if it's not, you know, it's going to happen. And you have guys there that care and do more that you guys don't see to put that effort there for us to have a chance to win. And the right people are there, and we just need everybody as well and more than we ever did. We need everybody to just be positive about everything because we go further with positivity than negativity. No doubt. So if you guys choose the, the negative route, it's probably going to be a little static. But if you <laughs> use the positive route, it's probably going to fly nice and smooth. So I appreciate the mafia. I appreciate these two. Thank you. And uh, love. We appreciate you love, too, brother. brother. Thank you, bro. That was fun, man. Always. You want to introduce Paul? Yeah. There he is. That's right. That's Dion. We love Dion, man. He's the we, best. We've known Dion since his junior year at Temple. Like, we go way pretty far back with him. I, you know, I was thinking about that. We were, the three of us were together. He's a junior at Temple. We were, he came with Matt, mm -hmm. Matt Rule, to the studio. Yeah. And it's like, you yeah, know. We've built a relationship with them. Yeah. And that's what you do in this business. And so there's a trust factor. We had him on before the Buffalo-Philadelphia yeah. game. Him yeah. and Hassan Reddick. Which, which changed, as we know, changed the scope of the Bills. As, as we just found out. Yeah. 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 I, I want to ask you about 
Trent, but I also want to ask you real quick uh, about the Bills, and we'll get into the O-lines, because the battle of the offensive line, nobody better to break it down than Baldy. But let me tell you about Factor. That's right. Get started on your resolutions with Factor. All right, you're ready to keep your resolution. Okay, think about it. We're at the Super Bowl, and most people go bad. They've gone bad like two weeks into the new year. Well, you don't have to do that with Factor, and I love Factor. You could choose from over 35 meals per week. You got options like keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, you name it. 55 weekly add-ons, tons of nutritious and uh, flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions. I mean, when I tell you snacks, juices, breakfast items, lunch items, and there's no prep. It's so easy. Two minutes, boom, you pop. It's great. And it keeps you on track. I mean, that's the bottom line. You know how hard it is to eat, right? Eat smart and eat flavorful with Factor Meal Kits. Head to factormeals.com slash all NFL 50. Factormeals.com slash all NFL 50. Use all NFL 50. Get 50% off. That's right, 50% off your first order. And then uh, we're also brought to you by Prize Picks. Man, this is awesome. You like DFS? Because I'm a geek. I love it. I love the stats. I love that. You name it. Uh, well, this is a new way to play. All right, because you're going to look at what other projections are stat-wise, how many yards, how many points in an NBA game, how many rebounds, right, assists, all that stuff. I mean, it's the most exciting way to play DFS. It's you against the numbers. Instead of battling like thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more or less, right, on two to six player stat projections, and then you just watch the winnings roll in. It's incredible, man. With prize picks, most fun I've had, you can win up to 25 times your money this basketball season. Just select two or more players, pick more or less from the projected stats, and place your entry. It's unbelievable, so cool, prize picks. It is really, really cool. Go to prizepicks.com slash all NFL. Use the code all NFL for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. That's right. That's prizepicks.com. Geek out, man. You can do it football and, and the big game. You love it. Use code all NFL. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Baldy, let's tackle with, with Deion said. First of all, Bill's. Could this next year be the year for Could be. Could be. Sometimes you just have to be at that doorstep, you know, and you got to knock it down. And you don't know. It could be the power of a rookie. It could be the the flow of a season. It could be the Chiefs going back. You don't never know. I mean, right now, the Chiefs are in front of them. You know, no matter where they play in the postseason, they're in front of them. They got to, you know, they got to be the champion, got to beat the champ. All that kind of stuff is is on the table. But there's, uh, you know, they're, they're right there. They had a ton of injuries that they dealt with against the Chiefs, and they weren't close to being full strength. And so sometimes the healthier team wins. Yeah. Yeah. And look, I think they found something. Like they dug deep within mm-hmm. themselves, right? No, they found they a un- running game. James right, Cook they became the that. guy. Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of those things kicked in. They, they wanted to upgrade the, the offensive line, the Connor McGovern, uh, Osiris Torrance. Like they found guys that upgraded the line. They found a run, they found a play that they, they fell in love with. They came out of a five and five funk and got hot down the stretch, won the division. Like all that stuff is, is in play. Um, you know, look, I, I played in Dallas where they lost 
in the playoffs four years in a row before they broke through and beat the Dolphins. And so that, you, you, that's what you have to do. One upgrade, in your eyes, one thing they need the most, is it another weapon on the outside? I think they need a difference maker on the defensive front. Yeah. Like, just a guy that could take it. Like, they've got, you know, like Chris Jones can do that in Kansas City, and he did that Yeah. Uh, late in the game. They need a difference maker up front. And I'm not – Ed Oliver is good, and they have a lot of good young players. But I just think they need just a big, powerful Chris Jones up front. Yep, yep. All right. Uh, let's talk about up front, the O-lines, all right? Now, Dion talked about Trent, right, mm-hmm. and Trent Williams and, and how good. Let's compare and contrast the O-lines coming up in the Super Bowl. All right, first let's look at San Francisco mm-hmm. and the uh, led by, you know, the legend Trent Williams. Yeah, well, he is a legend because he's been the best tackle in football for a long time, well over a decade, and he proves it every year. Uh but, you know, but there are more. Aaron Banks is the left guard. He's a, an incredibly tough kid, came from a tough background, you know, c- coached well at Notre Dame. Um, you know, you look at Brendel, it's Jake Brendel at center. Uh, John Feliciano's been starting at right guard. Colton McKivitz took over at right tackle. They've been, they've been very solid. For the most part, they've been injury-free. I know they lost the right guard, and Feliciano's been there, but he stepped up. Uh, you, you can't talk about the offense line in San Francisco and not talk about Kyle Juszczyk uh, and what he does for the fullback position without what they do at tight end uh, and how they block because it really is everything. But it's, it, look, they have a they, – they, I think they have protected um, Brock Purdy very, very well. And I think, obviously, when you have the leading rusher in the league in McCaffrey, you've got to give credit to the offensive line. They're very good at what they do. Yeah, listen, they're going to run their plays when they match protect, right? Like, they're going to take these shots. That's known. Shanahan likes to do that. And they're going to try to run the ball, right? I mean, you know, look, McCaffrey, they're going to try to, you know, get him going. Well, I mean, look, uh, if you go back to Detroit, um, you know, McCaffrey touched the ball at 10 of the first 20 plays. Yes. Like, they had a game plan for Christian McCaffrey. Yes. And so they, they fed him in a variety of ways. Some receptions and checkdowns and screens. They did all that to get him the ball. And look, in those first 20 plays, they went down and scored 10 points. They kicked a field goal. They, they scored a touchdown. They threw an interception on their third series, and they fell behind. But you, you can bet that McCaffrey is going to be a big part of this game plan. Yeah. All right. Chase O-line, because early the tackles were a problem. One of the reasons why uh, middle of the year they had that little bit of a funk besides the drops, the receivers, but the tackle spots, they, they were struggling. Well, they brought in, look, they, they had to replace both tackles. I mean, Zeus you know, yep. left and Andrew Wiley left, um, one via trade, one via free agency. And so they went out and got Jawan Taylor, who had started basically four straight years for Jacksonville. And he struggled at times. I mean, it's a different offense, and you're protecting Patrick Mahomes. And so I thought he had some ups and downs. Donovan Smith came off a poor year in Tampa, an injury played year in Tampa, and he stepped in and played well, and then he got hurt. Then they put Morris out of Oklahoma, a young kid in there to play. Um, you know, and he, 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 he was a rookie. Like, he had his moments where he was sound and good, and then he had his moments where he struggled. So I think that now Donovan Smith is back, and now they've lost – uh, Joe Tooney, the left guard. Yep. And Nick Allegretti has stepped in. 
and he played very well last week. He did. He played very well. I, really, really well. I was, I was impressed. I thought that unit had a terrific game. Well, I mean, they went up against the best defensive football yeah. statistically. And, you know, the first two drives of the game, they went right down the field. They had a good game plan. And, you know, second half they were shut out, but not because the offensive line uh, didn't play well. They played well. They had, went, had to go on the road against that defense, you know, and some really good players on Baltimore's front. And they held up just fine. So in the Baldy rankings, who has the edge? Well, I think um, both. I'm anxious to see how much Andy leans on the run game uh, in this game. And if they run it well with Pacheco, I might give the edge to Kansas City. Um, kind of, I, I don't know pregame how he could do it. I would say San Francisco's, they've been the model of consistency. They've been healthier. But I love Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith in Kansas City. I love those guys. And so they're really, really talented what they do. They've been there for three straight years now. And they have been the, the, the foundation to the Chiefs. But I'd say the advantage that Kansas City has is because of Mahomes' movement and how he's able to maneuver in a pocket, extend plays. When somebody does get beat or give up uh, pressure, like he knows how to escape the pressure. It's funny. We, it, it, everything here at this Super Bowl, it always goes back to Patrick Mahomes. Mm. We had uh, Rich Gannon, you're going to hear from in just a moment. Uh, and obviously the conversation begins and ends with Patrick Mahomes, but it was a quarterback day today. The Listen to the quarterbacks. Like, mm -hmm. they, they all, listen, Baldy's like the godfather. Like, they, 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 everybody comes over, gives them, gives them love. They mm -hmm. dap them up, the whole thing. Right? We had Dan Marino. So we saw Dan. As good a passer we've, as we've ever seen. Yes. We saw Steve Young. Mm -hmm. Broke through in the Super Bowl. Got that monkey off his back, as, as he said on the sideline in that blowout win. I mean, like, starts there. But then everywhere you looked, there was a quarterback. Mm -hmm. Look, there's Cam Newton mm -hmm. doing a podcast. Yeah, right behind us. You know? Cam yeah, Baker Mayfield. Cam, Cam looked terrific. Pa Cam looks great. I mean, he looks bigger than ever. Yeah. But he's, you know, when you talk to Cam Newton about anything, you realize this is a very bright guy. Yeah. Very bright. And, you know, he, he speaks well, but his, his uh, thought process is what you need at a quarterback position. I brought some things up that uh, some naysayers said about him coming out of Auburn. War Eagle, and so uh, he was appreciative War, of that. War but, Eagle, yeah, baby. Yeah, but they got to get back. Hmm? Uh, you, you mentioned Baker Mayfield and seeing Baker. Baker looked happy. Yeah. Well, he had a great season. And I just mentioned to Baker, you know, he'd gone to Carolina the year before, and it was unfair. He went there in July. He was signed late. Uh, there was a quarterback competition. He never built any timing or rhythm with any players. He's like, thanks, Baldy. Like, nobody understood that. But he really, he was a big fan of Dave Canales. Uh, when they got crushed by the Eagles early in the year, he goes, you know, we weren't Tampa yet, Baldy. We were just learning the offense. All of us were learning the offense. New offense coordinator. Like, he's, you know, we, we, it took us a year of the season to get through it. And then he, he broke down the Eagles' defense and how they, they carved him up. You know, the tackling was bad in Philadelphia. Uh, the corner play was bad. He didn't think that they were real fast. You know, Mike Evans had a big game. So, like, he, you know, they were not. I mean, listen, we know we watched them all year. One of the issues with that secondary was a lack of speed. I mean, you, you see, guys were running wide open. Uh, speed, and they also broke down a lot. You yeah. know, they just, you know, communication errors and breakdowns, mm -hmm. um, you know, from – 
really from Sean Desai all the way to Matt Patricia. Like there were breakdowns constantly in these games. Yeah, yeah, in a big way. Uh, you get to visit with your old teammate, the legendary Jim McMahon. Yeah, I saw Jim today. Uh, I, I tell people that of all the teammates I had, nobody produced more stories than Jim McMahon. Like, it's just the way he was. It was his. Yeah, I closed my eyes. I could just see his the headband. Well, all that, all that was real. You know, that, that Super Bowl with the Bears is one of the legendary Super Bowls of all time, what they did to the Patriots. But and it was one of the legendary teams because they did the Super Bowl shuffle. Way before yeah. the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, there was yeah. that sort of arrogance, confidence, yeah. swag yeah. that they had. And Jim was a big part of that. But I played with Jim in, in Philadelphia. And to this day, I've never been around a teammate that was that electrifying on the field, off the field. I mean, just confidence, funny. I mean, the stories anybody would tell, practice habits, you name it. The guy, the guy was ambidextrous. He could throw it left-handed, throw it right-handed. He could kick it left-footed, right-footed. He could drop kick it. Like, he was – I went to his house one time. I, I was telling him today, like, the center of his house in the basement was a racquetball court. You could see it from the kitchen. You look down the racquetball court. You walked through the racquetball court into a locker room. <laughs> you came out of the locker room into a full gym. Yeah. You exited the gym. There was a pool, a jacuzzi, sauna, all that. You left that, and there was a par three manicured, a par three golf course hole on the side of his house. He had a, a batting range and a, uh, a driving range. Right. In his basement. <laughs> he was the ultimate athlete. Man. He was, man. He was a character. So, uh, listen, Rich Gannon is going to join us. And, you know, he gets into the whole quarterback situation, mm -hmm. which I'm still just enamored with. Mm -hmm. Coming up, after we hear from Rich, I, I want to get into some of the young quarterbacks in the draft. Okay. Because we just got a chance to visit with Michael Penix today. Mm-hmm. Wow, you want to talk impressive. Very, uh, yeah. This, he's impressive. But first, take a listen. Here's Rich Cannon, CBS analyst, 3013. Take a listen. You want to introduce Baldy? Yeah. Well, we have a former league MVP right here, Rich Gannon, quarterback. Never get enough quarterback talk in this world, man. <laughs> Going back to University of Delaware, Philadelphia, we, we go way back. But, Rich, you're here at the Super Bowl. Um, I think where I want to start here, Rich, is back when you were with the Raiders, there was a guy named Jim Harbaugh that came on board straight from playing, like right from the field, Rich. And he started his coaching career basically in your quarterback room. Yeah, you know what's amazing is he didn't come into to coaching with a silver spoon in his mouth. I mean, think about it. Here's a guy that we came into the league the same year, 1987. Uh, we competed against each other. I was with the Vikings. He was with the Bears. You know, you know his background. His dad was a great coach. Yep. Uh, and then Jack. when he got done playing, you know, Jim decided he wanted to get into coaching. So he spent some time with his dad at Western Kentucky and then eventually made his way out. To, he talked to Al Davis yep, about yeah, getting into coaching. Yeah. And so Michael Lombardi, he, he, he came in, he came in and started working with us with the Raiders. And he really spent a lot of time with our young quarterbacks. But I spent a lot of time with him and I was just blown away by his humility. Think about here's a guy who was a first round know, pick. Yeah. Yep. And a great quarterback. He we was. competed against each other. He's with the Chargers and the yep. Colts. And, yep. and a guy that came in and didn't act like he knew everything. He was just really uh, patient with the young quarterbacks. But 
really went out of his way. He would give these quarterbacks tests, and and uh, we spent a lot of time talking about preparation, talking about you know uh, situational football, just how he went about doing it, some of the tricks that he learned during the way. And just I, personal experience. It was really amazing. It was it was, it was to have a, a guy that we were you know we were contemporaries. We you know we did it together, and to, and to be able to bounce ideas off of one another. And I, I was so blown away by his work ethic. You know he he would stay till you know he was a young coach, and so he'd stay till three o'clock in the morning. Body back when they were putting the playbooks together. You know? <laughs> And yeah. so we, we'd when there was see a playbook. And he had a young family, and he just burned the candle at both ends, and he didn't complain about it, and he just he just was a grunt and just worked hard. And I thought to myself, you know what? I got great respect for a guy that puts in that effort, a guy that didn't come in and say, well, I played in the league. I don't do this. He did all the little things it takes to become a great coach. I'm really happy for the success he had this year at Michigan. And of course, we're real excited to see what he can do with the Chargers. I mean, what he did, I mean, think how crazy. Stanford, yeah. the Niners. I mean, he automatically turns around a program or a franchise. I think he knows how to build a culture and environments to conducive to, to, to winning. I think he knows the importance of, of you know, I think identifying the talent, developing the talent, and really, you know, give them a chance to, to be successful. I tell you, the guy who should be really excited is Justin Herbert. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, Baldy, think about it. I yep. mean, you, when, you, when you look at that that quarterback, I think he's, you know, I did a lot of his games early in his career. You uh, watch that guy warm up, Rich, you're like, that's what talent looks like. Oh, my God. I mean, he is like, you know, he is a big, strong dude. He can make plays with his legs. He's really smart. You know, he won that award back at Oregon for the, you know, the, the academic yeah. Heisman. His brother was a, was a medical student. I mean, he's a really smart guy. Football's important to him. He's great leadership skills. That offensive line always hasn't been the best out there. It hasn't. They haven't been able to run the ball, right? They haven't been able to run the ball, and I think defensively, they get a lot of points. So, you know, I think I think they get that straightened out, and I think that's that's a team to keep an eye on here in the next couple of years. Let me ask you that, that, that question, though, Rich, because we just automatically, like, we just had, we just saw Michael Penix. Like, these next wave is going to come in. Great looking dude. Yay! I mean, fantastic. but like, we're going to look at Caleb. We're going to look at all these guys, we, like we do every year. And and immediately, like, we just think they could come in and be C.J. Stroud. Oh. You know, it's so rare. But what, why does a guy become successful? And how important, even like Justin Herbert has been in the league for four or five years right now. Like, it could change, and he could take it to a whole different level with a system a coach communication like what are some of the other things that we never look at yeah I think there's you know you look at what happened with Bryce Young this year right I mean you know everyone thought like he was going to be the best quarterback coming out and of course he goes to a situation I love Frank it didn't work out Frank gave up the play calling duties to a guy that never done it and of course you know after 11 weeks they get fired so another guy comes it's just to me it's a real dysfunctional situation around a young quarterback meanwhile you look at C.J. Stroud and he goes to a situation which Baldy when you think about it I mean, you got a first-time head coach in D'Amico Ryan, yep. a first-time play caller, Bobby offensive Slowick, coordinator, slow and a really and a really a really young football team. And the guy goes out and plays just incredible football. I, to me, C.J. Stroud, I I get one of those votes, and I voted for him for offensive rookie of the year. I just thought yeah. the guy had an amazing season, and, yep. and uh, I think the future is bright down there in Houston. Yeah. All right, let's look at this game and these quarterbacks and. The one thing about Mahomes, like, you know, just when you marvel, just the throws. I mean, if you go to the, the Kelsey touchdown, was in the perfect spot. Like, the ball placement just is never ceases to amaze you. Anthony, you know, I, 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 uh, I have a hard time with Patrick Mahomes because he makes it look so easy. You know what I mean? Honestly, and I, I played the position for 17 years. Yeah, you know I know, I know it's not. <laughs> I, I think there's a couple things with Mahomes that really jump out to me. 
his record in the division is ridiculous. He's yes. 30 and 5 in the AFC West. I think you look at what he's done in six seasons in the NFL. It's, it's incredible. Four of the last five Super Bowls. Um, you know, I, people say, is he the best quarterback in the NFL? I say, no, he's the best player in the NFL. I mean, he, he is just a yeah. transformational player. You know, you, when you look at Brady and Belichick did for two decades in New England. I think Andy's well on his way to doing that with Patrick. I mean, he's got all the qualities and intangibles you'd love at that position. And I think one of them, that we don't talk enough about is this kid's heart and competitiveness. It's important to him. He loves football. He loves he loves the limelight. He loves the big games. But his ability to create and manufacture offense on his own, unlike anybody else right now in the NFL. Let me ask you this. So on the other side is Steve Spagnuolo, and I think he's oh. the best big game tactician coach that we've seen. So if you're the quarterback, if you're Brock Purdy this week, you're Kyle Shanahan this week. Like at some, what point do you? figure out what they're doing because you don't know what they're going to do yet we you know the blitzes are going to come you don't know when or how you know that part but you don't know coverages what they're going to do do you see how crazy it is week to week so as a quarterback rich when do you get comfortable kind of feeling out what they're doing I in that young secondary i don't think you ever get comfortable going up against a spags coach defense i think you look at what he did with the giants you look at what he's done in kansas city I think you have to prepare for the, the, the unexpected. I, I would simply say this, you know, in order to, to have success against that Kansas City defense, it's about anticipation and recognition. You have to anticipate in those situations where you think pressures could show up. You better have tools in your toolbox to handle the pressures. Yep. You better be able to run the football and take the edge off of that defense. And you better major in third and in, in five or less type situations. If you get yourself behind them down a distance, you get in those third and seven situations, you know, you're just asking for trouble. Pressure comes from all different areas. They have a very high football IQ on that side of the ball. Mm -hmm. I think they do a great job on the back end communicating, disguising their intentions. They make you, they force you to make a lot of post-snap reads as opposed to yeah. pre-snap reads. And you got a young quarterback. So, look, I, I, he's going to get a lot of help from, I think, one of the best play callers in the mm -hmm. game in Kyle Shanahan. We've got, we've got two of the best play callers in yes. this matchup. you got Andy, you got Kyle Shanahan. Uh, they've they've got to get the ball in the perimeter. They've got to force the Chiefs to tackle on, on the back end. But uh, I think it's going to be a great matchup. I, this Brock Purdy, I'm just telling you guys I mean you don't have to convince he, me. Is, he is the Rodney Dangerfield of NFL quarterbacks he, he gets no respect yeah. you know but I'm telling you the, all that that guy does is go out and win he puts his team in the position from the very beginning have, have a chance he's to got win, him right? in the NFC championship game last year and who knows if how about what he did the Miami game last year he, he steps in I'm like who is this guy he steps yeah. in he plays well the following we go well let's Tampa, see what he can do, let's see what he can do against Brady well yeah. played really well the yeah. guy he is makes throws. Like, he makes like, a lot of throws you know what he is though he's not he's he's a little over six feet tall yeah you know he's He's not 6'5", 235. He's, he doesn't have the cannon of the right arm like, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Josh. He's not that guy. But they all come in different shapes and sizes. What he does have, he's got a lot of the qualities and intangibles he love at that position. He's a good decision maker. He's got great anticipation and accuracy. He understands what Kyle's the asking. Him. Ridiculous, Rich. The poise is ridiculous. It, 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 and you know, you look at what happened. He did not play well in the first half against the Packers. He's got a small hand, had the glove on, the, the, yeah, the weather was an issue. Yeah. Didn't play well in the first half against Detroit. I was so impressed, Baldwin, with his ability to flip the script and come back in the second half and play really well. I mean, he, and he can flush any mistake. Yeah, he, he doesn't he doesn't compound a mistake with no. another mistake. A lot of quarterbacks can't do that well that and then we, we saw the level of mobility that yeah. we see from Mahomes. Yeah. we see from a couple guys but like he's looking to throw it all the way but he can see all the openings in the lanes yeah. I don't know how you teach that I think some guys just kind of have it. but I always think this rich and I don't know how you, how you even evaluate it like the, the speed of decision-making and then the, the 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 ability to put the ball in location 
because they throw those dig routes. They they yeah. want to attack you in the Ball middle of the field. Those are those got to be layered throws. Like those are not easy throws the way that offense is constructed. You know, I, I'll, I'll leave you with this. I think the best quarterbacks in the history of our game, the best quarterbacks in our game today, have the ability to process and absorb a lot of information quickly and efficiently. The quarterbacks that can walk out of the huddle, see things, see tendencies, see a safety that should be at eight yards is now you know ten yards. You know, the ability to do all that and, and then be able to get out of a bad play into a good play. I heard Tom Brady talk the other day about you know, how it drives him crazy when you see a, a call it and run it type offense. We're, 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 as a head coach, I'm gonna, I think third and seven plus is, is a pressure situation. I dial a blitz beater and you walk a line of scrimmage, it's a three-man rush. You got a bad play. Yeah. If you don't have the tools in your toolbox to get out of a bad play into a better play in this day and age, it's just too hard. Yeah. Believe it or not, there's some there's some teams that, that live in that world that don't have the ability to have <laughs> and, 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 and that's a great point, you know, and I think you look at you look at Jalen Hurts, you say, where can he get better? He can get better at understanding protection. Yeah. He can get better at having tools in his toolbox on in, in situational Give me an answer when they do blitz. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the idea of the throwing it hot, like throwing it hot is like football 101. Yeah. We, we need we need we need to be better than that. And I just think that I'm not surprised to see Nick make some changes to the offensive side of the staff. And and uh, but you got you can look, you got a talented football team, a talented quarterback yeah. that took big steps last year, yeah. but kind of flatlined this year. Very curious to see what they can do next year. Yeah. Rich, thanks. You guys thanks, are the best, Rich. Anthony. Thanks, thanks buddy. Thanks, Rich. The best. All right, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I love how you get it sneaking in there. Oh, the Philippines. Yeah, I <laughs> snuck that in there. <laughs> hey, uh, I, I want to ask you mm-hmm. in, in a second uh, about some quarterbacks, and I want to get to Michael Penix, um, who we, I just was like enamored with. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we're, we're, we'll get into him in a second. But first, let me tell you about uh, True Fan Trav, Baldy. Okay. That's Vince. We talked to, yes. True, we talked to Vince uh, yesterday. He's on his way the other in, day. Right? He's coming in. In fact, I believe you guys are going to be going to see you too. Uh, right? That would be a fabulous uh, walk over to the sphere. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, all you sports fit, like especially football trips, he's going to be your go-to guy. All right, whatever team you're a fan of, he's going to be running trips all over the country. But he's also here for the big game, and he's got a big party. True Fan Travel throwing their own tailgate party on Sunday in Vegas. If you're a DNVR listener in Vegas for the week or whatever, you're here, you find yourself to the big game. True Fan Travel will be hosting a tailgate and watch party at Daylight Beach Club, Mandalay Bay, right here. This is it. Walking distance from Allegiant Stadium, real close to where we sit right here. It's the best place to be before, during the big game on Sunday. Five-hour premium open bar, all-inclusive package, fan-favorite food options, private restrooms, outdoor heaters, DJ entertainment from 2 to 3.30, great location. You can a short walk to the stadium, surprise guests, the whole thing. Reserve your spot now to the all-inclusive VIP tailgate and watch party. Uh, again, private cabanas available. Got to be 21, but head to truefantravel.com. That's truefantravel, truefan.travel. All right, truefan.travel slash trip slash Super Bowl 24. You can learn more. And uh, don't forget, since we're here, Baldy, and yes. I ask you this every day during the show, yeah. what would you do with an extra 100 bucks? Yeah, well, I mean, we are in Vegas. I'm going to let it ride somewhere. <laughs> Be after the game. 
I'm still going to let it ride. <laughs> or I'm going to buy you drinks for the whole crew, one or the other. I, like, I vote for that one. Hey, uh, do yourself a favor. If you're coming to the big game, save 100 bucks. That's right. With the Game Time app. I tell you about the Game Time app. It's the greatest way for tickets. Like, we all love going to events. You want to go see football. You want to go see hockey, hoops, right, baseball, concerts. The, the big man was looking for U2 tickets. Big time. All right? Like, you can find U2 tickets yeah. right there on the Game Time app. I didn't think there was app. a shot of getting any U2 tickets. <laughs> yeah. He's going to the sphere. Big shot. It's going to be awesome. So you can actually, the cool thing about uh, what I love about the, the Game Time app is that you can see the vantage point, like the stage, from your seats or from the field or the rink, right from your seats. It's really, really cool. You can see where you're going to be at. They're obsessed with saving you money, last-minute deals, zone deals. So... You know, say you want to pick the section, they'll pick their own in the seats. You want to save almost 18%. It's tremendous. I love these people. You got to check it out. It's the Game Time app. And do yourself a favor right now. Game Time, you just get that 100 bucks off a game, big game ticket. Use code Vegas100. Terms apply. Just download the Game Time app. Use the code Vegas, V E G A S, 100. 100,000 off a big game ticket. That's right. Or if you're not going to the game, use the code All NFL. 20 bucks off your first. First purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Baldy. Mm -hmm. uh, so let me ask you about Penix. Michael so, Penix Jr. So, but this draft is going to be a great draft. And mm -hmm. make sure you come to the All NFL podcast all the time because we'll have you covered for the draft. We're geeks. He's mm -hmm. the master. All right. I'm the loser. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to totally just dive into draft coverage. So Michael Penix mm -hmm. was here. And I, I got to tell you, I, I love Michael Penix. Mm -hmm. I, and he's a kid that's getting a raw deal, I think. I mean, I look. Caleb There's a lot of wrong information stud, out there about him. Right? Caleb Williams is stud. I love, we love him. We love Jaden Daniels. Right? But Penix gets no love. Mm -hmm. And they'll say, well, look at his age. He's 23. Yeah. People they say like he's, he's 25. Chris Wanky. Yeah. But he, people think he's 25. He's 23. Yeah. All right. They act like he's Chris Wanky. Right. He's not. football at Florida State years ago. No, but, uh, you know, but everything from – it's a one-read offense to being 25. We talked to his agent uh, about the whole situation. There's just a lot of bad information out there. And people peddle bad information. And yeah. they, they hear it and they repeat it. And pretty soon it gets lodged into the brains and the cortex of football fans. And I want to get ahead of it. I want to get ahead of it and break his some of his film down. Going back to Indiana, uh, all I the way to Washington. He had monster games. He's Indiana. He threw for 500 yards. I mean, and I remember him. If you go back to that and watch those games, mm -hmm. which we will, they had no O line. They didn't have that. They didn't. They had a receiver that was first team All Big Ten at Indiana. Who didn't get drafted? Who didn't get drafted? But he was first-team All-Big Ten. And the point is, the quarterback makes the receivers, generally. And he did that in Indiana. And I'm not saying he made all the receivers at Washington because he's got a bunch of them. Oh, yeah, Polk, you know, okay, yeah. But, but you know, the, the quarterback generally gives the receiver a chance to have big days. And he has done that in two spots. And you look at Indiana before and after him. You look at Washington before him. He's elevated two programs. Two programs in major college football, including wins 
against the University of Michigan when he was at Indiana? I mean, people talk about his game in the national championship game. This Michigan defense is all that, mm -hmm. all right? There was not a lot of plays. Now, listen, was he the most accurate in the game? No, I mean, I thought I've seen him be more accurate. But he was on the constant duress that whole entire national championship game. Well, look, he was he was going toe for toe with Michigan, and they had a, a big play that got called back because of a holding call by his right tackle. Yeah, like he can't, you know, th th those things happen because of your offensive line. But look, how about what he did against Texas? Well, all that is is out there, so we'll get into it. But this this whole process that kind of began, you know, from the bowl season. Uh, you know, which he was a part of through, um, you know, all of the, the, the senior bowl and all that stuff. And then to the combine in Indianapolis where we get a chance to throw. And then the pro days. I mean, there's going to be a lot of evaluation of Michael Penix. And I'm looking forward to uh, jumping right in there and showing it. Yeah, I, I have to tell you, I, I'm, I'm, I can't wait for this process to look. I think these quarterbacks are real. This is going to be a fun draft. Well, it's going to be a fun draft because there's, there's quarterbacks that always drive the draft. It's a huge draft for offensive tackles. Uh, we could see eight or more taken in the first round. Um, there's some elite defensive players. You just got to go to Iowa and look at Cooper DeGene right there and what he's doing at Iowa at corner. I mean, there's just some elite players at yeah. the top of this thing. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. All right. Listen, we have an addendum, right, as we like to do on the show. We keep everything kind of – everything goes back in a circle. So our man, Max Crosby. Yes. We talked to Antonio Pierce, HC, new head coach for the Raiders. Raider Nation, big theme here this week because we're in Vegas and because we love kind of the direction well, of that, that franchise. And their two biggest, like, adversaries are the Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> and they're both inside their building. Yeah. You know, this weekend. Taking up space. That's right, buddy. So we had a chance to sit down with Max. Of course, he's one of our favorites. We're going to do something special with him later in the week. Yeah. Well, we're going to we're get a chance to go watch Max in action as he tapes some podcast, and I'm going to be a part of it, and uh, we're going to kind of get you inside the world of Max Crosby. Yeah, looking forward to it. So here is a little snippet with Max Crosby, the Condor, you guys have a wonderful day. We love you. All right. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow because uh, we have another big one. And we're going to go deep inside the legend of Andy Reid. So thanks for hanging. Subscribe right there. Hit, hit the button, please. Thank you. For Baldy, I'm Cuz. We'll see you tomorrow. Max, Super Bowl. I'm your guy. You're my guy. We've been going back a long, long ways. Gave you the nickname of the Condor. Tell me about this season, the transformation that the Raiders went through, literally the day that Antonio Pierce took over. Um, you know, from, from the start, the thing I love about AP the most is that there's no gray area. It's black and white, everything. If you're late, you're fine. Yeah. There's no argument. Yeah. It's, you know what there's it no is. There's no double standards. There's yeah. no other way. No, it's not like some overreaction or some guys get a little bit more leeway. It's like, listen, this is what we're doing. This is how we're going to play. This is how it's going to sound. It's going to look different. It's going to sound different. This is how we're going to play football. We're going to pound the ball. We're going to, you know, 
mix in some you know passing play yeah. action things like that and we're going to dominate and set the tone on defense so that's what you know everybody got to see and it was a small sample size but it just gives more you know gives everybody something to look forward to next year you know having another you know wave of new players coming in obviously free agency in the draft mm -hmm. and just take this thing to the next level and be a be a dominant competitor you know consistently he expects winners right so we had him yesterday yeah. and like your name came up all throughout the whole interview yeah. it's about winners right 100%. it's about achievers and that message players respond to that, right? Yeah. No, 100%. I mean, he talks about it all the time. Uh, we, we just hit on it a little bit. But, like, when you walk in the building, everyone should have a smile on their face. They should be looking forward to show up at work. Like, we have the best job in the world. We're professional athletes who get paid to play football. Um, he wants everyone to walk in with an energy that we're going to have fun. We're going to get better today. We're going to work. We're going to work harder than anybody. But at the same time, we're going to enjoy what we do. That's why the cigar thing, you know, why we started the cigar thing is like, listen, when we win, we're going to celebrate it. When we lose, all right, we're not going to overreact. We're going to figure out what we can do to get better, and we're going to get right back to it. So um, that's what I love about him. He doesn't panic. He keeps the energy great, and he only has people around that have good energy. So, uh, yeah, it's something it's easy to play for. Max, your energy is contagious. He talked about it yesterday, how he wants you. You are the standard. This is, but you also want to be the greatest Raider that's ever put on a Raider uniform. And how you respect the shield of the Raiders and what that means to you. Yeah, it means the world. You know, I, I came here, you know, in 2019. It's crazy. I'm already going to year six. The time flies. It seems like yesterday I was seeing a Baldy video of me playing for the Colts, <laughs> and I got my Condor nickname. But it just shows, you know, how, how how fast time flies. But at the end of the day, like, being a Raider means the world to me. I want to embody and bring back the bad boys like Bill Lambeer and Rick Mahorn back in the day. I think, you know, people talk about, yeah, you need to take less snaps, or other players are like, yeah. Like, I had a conversation with TJ. It's like, man, you need to take less snaps. I'm like, no, like yeah. that's not going to happen. You know, I want to be able to separate myself in a different way. Yep. Um, you know, there's great players, there's good players, and then there's legends. And uh, I want to be a legend. And, you know, you got to do shit a little bit different. Excuse my language, but that's just how, uh, how we roll. Does the Raider thing and getting back to that, does that, how does that translate into winning, right? Like, isn't the, that, that establishes a culture? Is that the road to winning? No doubt. I mean, the culture is everything. If you get everybody in the same boat, you're going to have a chance to win. And uh, that's what AP is, is great at. He's a leader of men. Um, when he played as a player, he was a captain. He understands what it takes to win. He's won a Super Bowl um, as a player. And now being a coach, he's seen both sides of it. So he can relate to us in a different way. You're not taking offense when AP calls you out because he's done it. You know what I mean? It's a little bit different. So I think he has that special connection and way to tie in to, you know, not have only a relationship with you, but also be your coach at the same time. You know what I mean? So I think he does a great job. I thought one of the key things to keeping AP on board was Rob Leonard, Patrick Graham, you know, Rob Ryan. Like, you kept your staff together here, yeah. Max. Like, I, I felt like you needed that continuity. There's a belief in how you play defense once AP took over and you can keep that going in the offseason. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's, you know, it doesn't get talked about enough. You know, everyone, obviously AP is a head coach. He gets a ton of the shine and deservedly so. But at the same time, you know, a guy like Rob Leonard, one of the best D-line coaches I've ever been around. Uh, he's young, but at the end of the day, he loves football and he's not close-minded. He's open-minded. He's 
willing to have conversation and we're willing to talk through things and listen this is what I'm feeling and okay let's see how this works and we'll try different things and our defense you know people talked about our D-line last year like we had like 25 sacks one of the lowest in the league and this year we almost doubled it we have 46 and you see young guys like Malcolm Kuhn step yep. up you see guys like Tyree Wilson all these guys are getting better every day because that culture starts in our D-line room and I really truly believe you know obviously from a selfish standpoint I feel like you know the D-line is the engine of the team you know yep. if you see big guys running to the ball everybody's going to want to run to the ball and so it starts with us thing. yeah it, it really is and like our D-line like as a leader I want to you know I made sure every Thursday like this is what we're doing this is there's no outs like we're having dinner together on every Thursday yeah. we're going to get together we're going to be a family and then it bleeds through the whole team and that's why you know we were able to take a huge step and Robbie Leonard being a huge part of that like you know it's Robbie will smoke cigars with us and you know we're like a tight-knit group and a family so fraternity. Um, we're a, yeah a real fraternity so if you start with you know one one position group and let it bleed through the team like yeah. the D-line then you're going to have a chance to win you are analyst we love you you're our adult so break down the Super Bowl for us yeah I mean it's tough. I think both teams are really good. Both, you know, I've seen you talk about it. Both the defenses are very good. People don't talk about the Chiefs defense enough, but they have a legitimate defense, a lot of great players and a great coach. So, um, you know, I think it really comes down to the quarterback. And I think it's going to be a super close game. It's going to be back and forth. There's going to be a bunch of big plays, but it's hard to bet against Mahomes. I mean, until somebody dethrones him, um, it's hard to bet against him. So um, I definitely think it's going to be a good one, but I think the Chiefs find a way to get a win. Max, I know you're busy today, man. Yes, Thanks man. for a few minutes, brother. We'll Thank see you later so this much. week, man. I appreciate you, brother. Absolutely. Thanks, man. <laughs>